Welcome to the Food Connected Podcast. This is Lonnie Sweet, the CEO of the Connect Group. I am uh, down here in Palm Beach for the Palm Beach Food and Wine Festival, looking at the beautiful ocean, even though it's sunny or a little raining today. And I'm sitting here with Tony Rodriguez, who is the Senior Director of Marketing for the Four Seasons in Palm Beach. Um, other properties as well, or just this one? Uh, actually, I've overseen Four Seasons Resort uh, Palm Beach, the Surf Club, which we opened up two years ago in Surfside, Florida, right uh, a little south of Bell Harbor, as well as I'm uh, working on the development of our Four Seasons of Fort Lauderdale. Awesome. <clears throat> Which is an awesome property. That location over there is pretty sick. Yeah, it came out fantastic. Yeah, so what you guys can't see is that Tony dresses the way that I want to dress, right? He's actually <laughs> looks good. He's got a nice shirt on. He's got nice shoes on that are shined up. And when I think about dressing up nicely, I, I think about looking like you. Well, thank you, Lonnie. I come to work looking the way you're dressed in jeans and a t-shirt and most of the time my wife says, are you really going to work? <laughs> so what I, I ask everybody um, kind of before we get started, the one question is, um, what does being food connected mean to you? Food is the beginning of all relationships. You know, I think personally, I, I remember growing up and either uh, watching or helping my grandmother cook muffins where she was making blueberry muffins from scratch or, or the great rice dishes that my mother made. And my father was Puerto Rican. My mother was French Canadian. So there was a my mother took on a little uh, bit of the culture from a, a Spanish perspective, cooking rice and beans and uh, arroz con pollo, those type of dishes that I remember being part of um, and just having happy memories around uh, food and, and just bringing people together. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's an interesting, like for me, person person everybody's got a different answer, right, which I think is cool about that question is that I look at it from uh, not just my own personal relationship with food. It's funny, you say muffins, like when, when I smell banana bread muffins, like I think about my mom. That's okay. In the moment, it doesn't matter where I am or what I'm doing, the smell of banana bread for me is is um, takes me back to when I was a teenager. I had the same visceral experience for sports. When I walk into a baseball stadium and I see grass, like in an instant, I feel like I'm with my father. Like it's, it's the same moment. I think that's the cool part about food is that it is that viscerally exciting, emotional. It's it's emotional food. Period. Absolutely, and it brings a, a it's a connection. You know, connection to to great times and places in your life, and and I. I spent uh, about three years in Philadelphia, and I still envision a Philly cheesesteak. Yeah, they're and not that good. The Four Seasons style of cheesesteak, where we wrapped it uh, like an egg roll and a little lightly deep fried it, was fantastic. But like the Philly cheesesteak, like the Pats and Jeans conversation, I don't think either. I mean, listen, let me get that right. They're good. Depends on the time of day that you're eating them. If you're hammered, you're saying you're <laughs> Get I but think I, I believe so. <laughs> Philly is world famous for their cheesesteaks. Are they really that much better than other places? I think it's just the fact that they're in Philadelphia and there's a rivalry amongst two or three of the uh, cheesesteak makers. I enjoy them personally, but... I enjoy it, them. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Anytime there's meat and cheese on a bread, I like it. <laughs> I just I have a hard time with them thinking that like they're the, they all help creators of the cheesesteak and like, everybody should bow down to them. I up until a year ago when the uh, Eagles won the Super Bowl, I think that's all they had to hold on to. Yeah. So you said you're a Pats fan. I am a Pats fan. So you grew up in New Hampshire. I grew up in New Hampshire, Maine, and New Hampshire. I uh, Where I went to uh, college at the University of New Hampshire in Durham, 
Uh, I grew up in, well, I spent my, my adult years in Summersworth and Rochester, uh, but spent my high school and, and uh, pre-high school years in Maine, Sanford, Maine, so on the seacoast of Maine. Uh, so spent plenty of uh, time. And then my first uh, job was with Four Seasons in Boston. So it was my first uh, uh, start of my career from a hospitality perspective. Um, and, and just, I've been a New England fan my whole life. My, <laughs> yeah, I think it's, uh, I'm happy that we are still in the hunt. Uh, I wish that uh, we had some receivers and uh, the offense was firing in all cylinders. But, you know, I, I was in Houston uh, a couple of years ago when we won the Super Bowl. And so anything can happen as long as we have a few seconds on the clock and Tom has a ball. I'm confident we can we have a chance of winning. Oh, I remember sitting in Foxborough, and we didn't win any games at all. At all. And, yeah. and those were painful. So when people think that you're a fair weather fan or you're on the bandwagon, I just I don't experience that because I'm really greedy. Right? Like if they're not winning the Super Bowl, like I, I'm disappointed. I'm with you. Like I have to kind of keep reminding myself that it was shit 20 years ago. Well, I look at my, uh, I have three sons, a 12-year-old and twins that are nine. I took my 12-year-old to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, and all he knows is the Patriots winning championships, the Red Sox winning championships, the Celtics winning championships, which isn't necessarily how I grew up. No. What do you mean? <laughs> I, was cleaning, I was cleaning up my office the other day at my house, and uh, I saved the cork that I popped in 2004 with the Oh, how great. And I wrote 2004 Red Sox on it, and I'm cleaning out my office the other day, and I had it, and I was like, I had a really good friend of mine um, who gave me tickets to Game 1 of the World Series. Oh, wow. Like oh, how great. Game 1 of the World Series. We got there like three and a half hours early. Oh. Like first people in the ballpark to be there in Game 1 and see the tape. What an amazing experience. Kids that are yeah. old, no, no, no clue. No, no, no. no. Which is, I, I'm, I'm a little jealous, <laughs> but uh, I also know that you know it's just a great comeback story. I think that's a team that works hard. Everybody has a, a role on the team, and I think that's a great uh, life lesson. Of you know, you, even the great ones don't win every game, but it's it's how you prepare and how you come back, which is I, I think the the lessons that I I try to instill in my children of you got to work hard and it doesn't always go your way, but you learn lessons through those uh, times of adversity. For sure. All right. So getting back to what we're really talking about here, instead of the, instead of the sports, <laughs> what's that, so what's your role here? Like, what's the day to day? So director of marketing, you obviously put beds and heads, right? Correct. Uh, you know, it's it's a really uh, when I look over my career, uh, we've evolved from a marketing perspective, and in, in the hotel business, it is about bringing in guests, whether it's guests for the restaurant, guests to stay the night. A uh, place like Palm Beach, we, we focus uh, on bringing in guests, and it's a vacation destination. So, seventy uh, percent of our business comes from people coming on vacation. Uh, I spend a lot of time working with our director of public relations. Uh, who really focuses on the messaging, 
as well as a director of revenue management who helps us uh, select pricing and making sure that we have the, the right products and right prices out for our um, customers. Uh, and then ultimately, it's looking at what do we offer? What's the experience? And I think from a Four Seasons perspective, uh, we've learned or, over the, the last several years that 70% or higher of our guests come from, for a culinary experience. Really? Uh, where it used to be that people would come to a hotel restaurant. Four Seasons as a whole? Like, was that research done as Four Seasons in general or was that just Palm Beach? Uh, no, Four Seasons as a whole. 70 percent of, of our leisure customer uh, is coming for a food and beverage experience. So they're making a decision of where they're traveling to and where they're staying based on the restaurant, the experience, the overall dining platform. Hundred percent, and that's either at the hotel or in the destination that they're going. So it's it's been and and it's that's I think an exciting area for us because we as we were saying earlier food brings people together yeah. you know it's it's a uh, it goes across generations uh, and when we look at it in a place like Palm Beach where we have the the, the incredible fortune to have a chef partner like Mauro Carlo Greco uh, which we started this relationship and discussions about five years ago in planning for our, our renovation uh, and to see that come to fruition a year ago which we actually opened the restaurant on the first day of the Food and Wine Festival last year. Only a year old. Um, So we're celebrating our... The team is, it's incredible. And and it's just, you know, when you look at uh, thinking back when we first started, I believe Mara was number 11 in the world for his restaurant in um, uh, Mirazur. And now this year winning number one chef in the world. And and that influence here in Palm Beach has been incredible. We do. You know, we see from the very beginning, we've seen an uptick of of just interest. You know, many people and, and, you know, we're we're in a quiet Oceanside community here in Palm Beach, uh, mostly seasonal with people coming uh, from the northeast, spending their their winters here. Uh, So so we we see small spikes of people coming for food. But when you see the the world reach that we've had since partnering with Morrow, uh, it's been incredible because we start as soon as people started to see the publicity that he was opening up his first restaurant or partnering with his first restaurant in the States here in in Palm Beach, uh, we got guests that said, we love him. We've been to his restaurant in Matan. He's incredible. And so that's generated business for us. Overall, it's helped our, our uh, food and beverage uh, significantly. It's not only elevated uh, new customers coming in, but it's also allowed us to partner with somebody that's such a, a, a great ambassador for food and his, his approach. Uh, we sent our culinary team to uh, France last when we started a year ago to, for them to train with him during the summer. Uh, at both front of house and back of house. So it was uh, uh, just a great opportunity for, for our team to expand their skills and experience. Uh, and, and that resonates today uh, in the food that we have, not only in the restaurant, but throughout the resort. Yeah. So how do you guys think about, outside the restaurant, right, which, which she's obviously amazing, and the, and the space is beautiful. I got, here, I got here a little bit late last night and sat downstairs with the breeze out of the restaurant and having cocktails. It's, you know, it's, it's like exactly what you want it to be, right? 100%. Like, how do you guys think about culinary programming outside the restaurant, right? When, in order to draw people in, 70% of the people are making decisions on where they're traveling to based on culinary. Obviously, Palm Beach Food and Wine Festival is a great way to help tell that story. 
What else is like? What's that process like? You know, I think when I look at the Palm Beach Food and Wine Festival, and I've been here at this property for about six years, uh, my first year that I experienced it, um, it, it was special. Coming, from, I spent uh, the first 10 years of my uh, career here in Florida in Miami, and so very familiar with the at South Four at Four Seasons Brickle, uh, and, and so very familiar with the South Beach Wine and Food Festival, uh, which is is. It's very different. And so the first year that I got to experience the, the Palm Beach Food and Wine Festival, uh, there was something different about it. It was, it was, you saw the chefs kind of behind the scenes, but enjoying their own time versus it being just a, uh, a celebrity or figure that you might see in, on TV or see from a distance, they were approachable and they were actually enjoying their weekend. And I just remember speaking to our director of public relations, Lori Herrick, uh, about, wow, that, what a unique um, snapshot into the behind the scenes. Like, you know, being in a hotel, we get to see behind the scenes every day. Um, but you don't necessarily think that you're going to see that when you're looking at uh, somebody that's been on the Food Network or a celebrity chef. And, and we got to see that. And I thought, wow, is this how this always is? And she's like, you know, this is the, the whole nature of the Palm Beach Food and Wine Festival was, was built around the community. And just providing an opportunity for chefs to uh, demonstrate their expertise and skills while um, making it approachable for, for, for guests to come and participate. It's not overpopulated. There's a right balance of the number of attendees so that the quality of the experience, whether you're the first guest or the 60, 70, 80th guest, you're getting that same experience consistently, which is what we do every day in Four Seasons. You know, we, we're not... A hundred percent. And so from that moment, you know, I knew that there was something special. Uh, and as I've gotten to know it more intimately now over the years, you know, this we've grown together. It's a community. You know, it's not just one property or one restaurant. You know, and that also, I think, is very unique to Palm Beach, where we from a, a culinary and restaurant and hotel perspective, it's a community. You know, that everyone wants each other to succeed, you know, and that to me has also been part of the excitement of this festival and particularly with Four Seasons uh, as a company. That's our same philosophy. We're, we're a good partner. We're a partner to the community. We're a partner to the environment. We want to take care of our guests. Uh, you know, and here in Florida, we unfortunately have uh, hurricanes, which is a seasonal occurrence. And, and you see that where people really come together just to take care of one another. And I think that, you know, when I look at this festival, I, that excites me. We're still running a business, but, but it's great that we get to play a role, um, which uh, I, I think it's great for not only our, our, our property, but also the community. We've built packages now around having uh, the Food and Wine Festival here. So we have, a, as I said before, 70% of our guests uh, are looking for some culinary experience when they're traveling. So we've created packages, which I'm happy to say have, uh, over the last couple of years, we, we've, we've had great success. So it also gives our true and true Four Seasons guests an opportunity to experience a culinary uh, event such as the, the, the festival. Um, and we've also, it helps us showcase our talent. Uh, and, and that's something that's important to us as a company of uh, taking our culinary talent, whether it's a chef, uh, a bartender, uh, a sommelier, a server, and, and allowing them to shine. 
uh, and providing them with the resources to do that. And you know, I think no better uh, place to do that than the festival, like like the Palm Beach Winter Wine Festival. I didn't measure that. I, I always find the sponsorships that, and again, I grew up in the in the sports industry and selling sponsorships or representing athletes. I think it's very hard to put a put a. Uh, measuring stick on a sponsorship, right? You can, I think you can do it probably a little bit easier by beds and heads and is the place selling out are you going to sell those packages? But like, how are you other measuring? Not, not, I don't mean just the pump. Yeah, no, no, no. What sponsorships in general and look at culinary marketing programs in general, like what's the measuring stick? You know, I think it's a it's it's a couple of of, of uh, levels. The first is an, an engagement. You know, is it something that we see engagement from just organically on on social media? You know, are we seeing that people are liking, taking photographs, uh, commenting on on the experience? Uh, we do look at covers and we look at, at, at how many heads and beds, so to speak, uh, which which also we look to see that that's increasing. Um, but, but I think ultimately it's, it's about the engagement. So the satisfaction of our guests, the fact that we know that guests come back year after year and look forward to this event, just as the chefs do. I think, you know, when you look and uh, there, there's a time is the only commodity that we can't make more of. And when you look at that, the chefs year after year make time to come here. It, you know, to me, that's that that's really where you say, you know, this is priceless. You know, the fact that we are uh, fortunate to have this partnership and relationship uh, with the festival, you know, it's something that I'd hate for us to ever lose because it, it's organic and it's natural. And there's a. That's no leverage right there. Hey, just, you know, <laughs> you know and, and, and I think that's that's the truth. You know, and it, yeah, no, I, I mean, David and I have have many conversations about. Uh, the festival and, and how important it is, right? And, and ultimately, it, it's knowing the why behind the festival, uh, to me, makes it even more appealing. And it, it's, it's, I don't want to say sacred because it's, you know, we're still in a business world, but it makes it easy for me to sell when I'm uh, putting in that we want to continue to be a sponsor. You know, because I, I look at what we've accomplished as a destination, and then as a, as a hotel and having these great culinary outlets uh, such as Flory's and, and our Seaway Bar and Grill, you know, guests are coming and we get to uh, recreate the experience that you get, uh, whether it's going to be at Indulge here on Saturday. We're doing that for our normal customer now because they come and experience a festival and say, wow, we want, that, we want to provide that kind of experience to the people coming to our meeting or event or even weddings. I mean, we, we've... We partner with Chef Morrow to do a, a Morrow-inspired uh, wedding. You know, where 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 those, you know, I think back years ago, would you, you wouldn't necessarily think that somebody would have a wedding uh, around a celebrity chef or a famous chef, and now today, you know, those things are approachable, and we get to bring that together, being Four Seasons. Yeah. Well, I guess I have a couple more questions. Take too much time. Like, how do we as an industry do a better job of thinking about your needs and thinking about from a brand perspective? Right, like for me, I talk to brands all the time and really try to understand their needs as a whole. Right, but even from a festival perspective, like, what do we need to do a better job of asking better questions, of listening better? I think we all listen decently, but like, how do we improve in this industry that we're in right now? You know, I think that's that's Lana. It's a great question. Uh, David and I were chatting the other day, and you know, I, I look at here, for instance, at the Palm Beach Wine Festival. Uh, to me, this is a community event. 
And one of the things that David and I talked about is getting uh, our, our local uh, CVB to be more involved because I'd hate for it just to become a titled event by one company that then un- unfortunately closes opportunities for others to be involved, where if it stays uh, something that's for the greater community, we get more exposure. Um, so, that, you know, that's one area that I feel uh, working to, to keep these festivals uh, to, to be true to what their uh, origins are. And, and bringing people together uh, versus the, the commercial side of it. And I look at Four Seasons, uh, we're a brand, but it's all about our, our, our local properties. You know, the, It's not a cookie-cutter approach. Our, our goal, our vision is that our restaurants and bars are the gateway to, for guests to come into the hotel. That's the heartbeat. It starts with the restaurant and bar experience, and it has to be local. Uh, it has to be something that you wouldn't get at another Four Seasons or even another property in Palm Beach. And I think, you know, it's it's maintaining that authentic feel uh, and, and making sure that that happens uh, as, as it grows or builds. And, and I think, you know, David and, and the team at, at the festival do a great job of, of making it. It's not commercialized. You know, it, it's not just increasing a price ticket because you can. It's making sure that it's still approachable for guests to come and experience it. Whether you're a, a diehard foodie or you're a first-time foodie, I think uh, it provides that opportunity uh, in a very non-intimidating way. You know, you come and you, whether it's your first time here or your 10th or 11th time, you feel like you're with friends and family. Yeah. Um, what else, man? What else you got to talk about for Four Seasons, what you guys are doing? It's exciting times. We just uh, finished... Uh, a few months ago, over a $70 million renovation here in Palm Beach, uh, which has been really exciting. We partnered with Martin Bradinsky, a uh, designer, and, and obviously Chef Mauro Calagreco, our chef partner for Flores. We are excited for next year. It'll be the first year, really full year, with a, a new product, so we're excited for guests to come experience it. Also extremely excited about Fort Lauderdale. We'll, we'll be opening up a hotel tell at the end of uh, 2021, which is another excitement. And food and beverage is at the heart of what we do. We have our, our property, the Surf Club at Surfside. Uh, we have uh, two great restaurant concepts there. Uh, another uh, Michelin-rated uh, restaurant partner from Les Nuse, which is out of Positano, Italy. First time again in the United States with a restaurant. And obviously Thomas Keller's the uh, Surf Club restaurant, which is a phenomenal experience as well. It's exciting. We're, we're, uh, we feel we're, we're, it's the right uh, time, and particularly when guests want uh, our roles as marketers and hoteliers is to provide guests with experiences that they want, and I feel that this allows people to be creative uh, with, with uh, the ability to still be true to your, your, the destination. Yeah. Listen, I love talking to you. First of all, I love your property more importantly. Thank you. I, I don't know if I've ever been to Palm Beach proper, like West Palm Beach here. I jumped in the ocean this morning. The water was beautiful. There was no sea like that in Miami. Uh, it, 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 beautiful renovation. looks great. It was awesome. Um, I mean, uh, hopefully it'll have me back. But it's, uh, he's been trying to get me down here for a couple of years. You want to get that on record? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really it. Thank you, Lonnie. I appreciate your time. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. you. Go Pats. Absolutely. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Food Connected Podcast, recorded from the beautiful Palm Beach Food and Wine Festival at the Four Seasons Resort. 
As always, keep checking back for new episodes. And if you need to reach me for anything, please uh, send me an email at lsweet at theconnectgrp.com. Thank you and have a great day.